0: Welcome to Chakra Girl Radio. We've created a community of spiritual women who know that you can still enjoy the finer things while you're on your soul's journey to live your Dharma and your most chakra aligned life. Let's dive into this episode. Welcome back to Shocker Girl Radio. We are talking to an absolute boss today, Mona Loring, and we're talking about spiritual tools for business success. So, whether you have a business, want to start a business, or if you're someone who is just career driven or feels like you have a big purpose, this is a very good episode for you. We're also talking about some of the things that I love to talk about, like bringing light to Hollywood's darkness with consciousness and intention, as Mona is the founder of Conscious Living PR, where she She does PR for some celebs in Hollywood, influencers, gurus. She is also single-handedly responsible for all the amazing guests that we get here on Shocker Girl Radio. She's hooked me up with so many amazing people and yeah, she's creating a conscious Hollywood, you guys. We're also going to be talking about just leading with your heart in life and in business, manifesting your desires, energy management, especially when you're around people a lot or if you're in the business of people. As an Aquarius, I am a humanitarian that hates people, so if I'm around people a lot, I get really drained. So some good tips will be coming at ya, and I'm excited for you guys to listen to this one. So I would love to know how is the eclipse. Season treating you. So, our first eclipse was on October 25th, and our next eclipse is on November 8th. And I love Danielle Page. She's kind of the only astrologer that I listen to because she's awake. And someone telling me that they're an astrologer and that they're psychic, but they're not awake, I'm like, okay, yeah, sure. Not buying it. Anyway, so Danielle always says that. This is like the window between the eclipses, and the energy is shifty, to quote her. And that's exactly how it feels. I think I told you guys last time that I got sideswiped by a semi truck on like the busiest mountain highway. I need to stop talking about it, but like I'm talking about it a lot. But still, like that is literally what an eclipse does. It either hits you with a semi truck, literally, or energetically. And I kind of got it both ways. So, I decided on Rituals by Chakra Girl app, which is my app of all my meditations and rituals, chakra clearings, EFT tapping, money rituals, everything you could possibly desire from a morning ritual. We are doing a full seven days of eclipse friendly rituals. So everything from shadow work to light code integration, all the things that you need to manage this eclipse energy, because A, we need to sit with our shadows. B, a lot of new light codes are coming in and we need to integrate them. C, we need to keep our chakras clear. So we have got you covered in the app. So whether you are Already feeling the chaos of the eclipse season, and you're like, okay, I need these rituals, I need help. Or if you're like, eh, I'm not really feeling it, but I'm kind of scared that I might start to, first off, don't be scared. Secondly, get the app. We have a free seven day trial for you. If you go to shockergirlco.com, you can get a free seven day trial and ritual with us and do these full seven day eclipse rituals, which will get you to November 7th, which is the day before the next eclipse. And then we'll put out Some more rituals for you. But you can, if you've never used the app before, you don't even have to do those seven. We have like so many. I don't even know how many rituals we have now, probably like 75. And you can search by how long you want a ritual for. You can search by what you want to manifest. You can search by what chakra you're working on, how you want to feel, advanced rituals, kundalini rituals. Anyways. Everything you need is on there. So go to shockergirlco.com and get your free seven-day trial queens. I'm excited for you to listen to this. You're going to love Mona. She's a vibe. We love her. Let's dive in. Welcome. Welcome to Chakra Girl Radio, where we are helping the world become more consciously awakened and quantumly connected, one activated chakra at a time. We have a very special guest today. Her name is Mona Loring. She is an intuitive publicist, an energy healer, and a psychic medium, truly a jack of all trades. She is the founder of Conscious Living PR with her new talent division, Conscious Hollywood, where she strives to utilize the power of celebrity to magnify clients' goals while bringing a higher level of consciousness to Hollywood. We love Hollywood energy. We love consciousness. And like, why not bridge them together? We're so happy that Mona is doing this. And she also has Conscious Healing Co. where she is, you know, healing people as well. Like she's really doing everything. And we're going to hear all about it today. But before we get into this, I want to bow down in gratitude to our dear Mona, because Conscious PR has been such an amazing team to work with. They have gotten so many amazing guests on to Shocker Girl Radio, and I'm just like so grateful for them. Every time you connect me with a guest, it's just like such a good fit. And I really have to equate some of the success of Shocker Girl Radio to our work with Conscious Living PR. So Mona, thank you and welcome. Oh, weird okay weird all of a sudden you're muted can you hear me yes that was so weird <laughs> okie dokie there's we some. have we have visitors <laughs> technical difficulties
1: you know this is totally the universe fighting me because i literally said in a group chat the other day when they were talking about mercury and retrograde i said mm-hmm. i choose not to believe in mercury retrograde and so the universe is like oh, oh really now oh, let me show you
0: <laughs> We're going to not mute that out because we (laughs) want everyone to hear that, you know, Mercury can get anyone.
1: Oh man. We were literally talking before this and then it's on mute. That is bizarre. I didn't even touch anything. I, I just wanted to say though, if anybody's thanking anyone, it's us thanking you. You have been such a love, such a light. We love every single thing we've done with you. Our clients have such a blast when they're working with you and they love the show. So thank you, Amber. Oh,
0: oh my gosh. Okay. Well, let's dive in. I want to know your sun, moon and rising.
1: All right. So my son is a Gemini sun, which is the quintessential like communications publicist, you know, yeah. it works. My rising is Leo, which is interesting. I guess I'm, that's why I'm a publicist who's willing to do a podcast. I don't know. maybe. <laughs> And my moon is Taurus and that one always throws me off. And it's always interesting to have people who really know their stuff, break that one down. Cause I'm yeah. like,
0: you're like, am I really? Yeah. Okay. So I'm a Leo rising too. Makes sense to me. Right? right. And, and I'm an air, I'm an Aquarius. So we're both like air sign sun. So that's why we love each other so much. We're up here too. We're right in the ether. Yes, exactly. <laughs> At least you have that Taurus ground. I know. It that's- helps. I'm sure I have like the rest of my charts all fire. So I'm like up in the air and like yelling. So (laughs) no, getting things done. We'll change it to that up in the air. Getting things done. Okay. We'll take that. Um, What's your human design? Do you know? My human design is a
1: projector. Oh, yes. And that is its own adventure, in my opinion, with waiting for the invitation when you're in the business that I'm in.
0: How you literally, your job is to invite people to things. Yeah. So how do you do that? <laughs> and you're like, wait, what? So
1: ironically, I have I have a session with a human design pro coming up because I'm like, okay, I'm I really need to understand the inner workings of all of this because I am not behaving like a projector on paper in any way, shape, or form. I work my buns off like I don't know how to rest help, you know? So yeah. It's interesting. Human design's an interesting one, but at the same time, the more I learn about it, the more I feel like I'll be in my highest if I can figure
0: that one out too. Yes. So, I yeah, I hear you on that too. Okay. What is a daily ritual you almost never skip?
1: A daily ritual I almost never skip is meditation. But when I say that, it's not like I'm making this like hour long thing happen. I'm just sort of like quiet time before anything starts during the day. Um, at least on most days, I'm a lot better and I do the things, but meditation is really what just keeps me grounded. And I really do a quick little, I guess you would call it like a prayer, just kind of asking to be in my highest for the day, asking to be in my highest for all that's involved with everything I touch. Cause I work with so many people, but Mm -hmm. I just want to always know that like, I'm putting it out there before I start anything that I'm not going to do anything that will affect anyone
0: negatively. If I can help it, please help me support me in that. So, Oh, that's good to think of other people in your ritual. (laughs) mine are usually about me, but yeah. (laughs) So that's really nice. Um, Well, actually I want to ask too, because you are connecting with so many people throughout the day, do you have like an energy cleansing practice at the end of the day?
1: You know, I, I do, but I'm not as good about it as I should be. And that's why the morning kind of helps me do that throughout the day. I mean, I wish I could show you with, with my laptop here, what, I mean, like I have Florida water here, I have like smudge cleansers, like I'm constantly clearing. And if I get like a nasty email, because again, I'm sure we'll get into it, but like working in the business that I work in with Hollywood and everything, like if there's a nasty email, like someone's coming at me with like a, you know, certain attitude or something, I will literally like spray at my laptop as if I'm like clearing (laughs) mail. It's so funny. I'm like, I'm going to ruin my laptop, but that's that's what I do. I try to like actually, you know, I sage all the time and yeah, I do that throughout the day, but end of the day, not necessarily.
0: I also I feel like you probably are like intuitively doing it. Sometimes even just taking a deep breath and like your body just knows it's like releasing. I feel like I catch myself doing weird little things, like I'll like shake and like get it off me, or like I don't even it's like subconscious that I'm doing it. I'm like, okay, my body knows that it's like needs to get rid of something right now.
1: That's a really interesting point. I have no idea if I do something like that. I'm gonna have to pay attention, but That's a good point about like, kind of like people who need to shake something off literally.
0: Yeah. That's what dogs do. Like if a dog is, uh, and I watch my dog do this, like if he gets in a little altercation or like a dog growls at him, he's so sweet. He would never growl first, but if, (laughs) if a dog growls at him, he'll just start shaking and like shake it off and then he'll be fine. That's so cute. Yeah. So yeah, yeah, we do that too. Okay. So I want to know about your spiritual awakening and how that coincided with the launching of your business.
1: It is a kind of, it's a funny story in the sense that it's not really that connected. It took me a long time for me to mix business with spirit. And it's so, so to back up, let me start by saying my spiritual awakening came at 13 years old. And it was with the good old Ouija board. Oh, yes, super, super cliche. But you know, I was actually listening to a book on tape by Esther Hicks the other day. And I was, there was an intro with her husband. And he was saying how he started out with a Ouija board. And I was like, I'm not the only one in like, you know hopefully the light yes. <laughs> that has started that way because you yeah. know keyboard is kind of not associated with the light and all the things so that is genuinely how I had my awakening I think whether it would have happened without that or not perhaps right but that is what I you know kind of always go back to you know just a tool
0: my yeah. yes getting from everything well, like i I'm naughty and I still use the Ouija board sometimes when I'm like with my sister and my cousin, cause we used to do it when we were little. So when we're together at the cabin, we'll do it. And we've had some scary happenings. I'm naughty like, I- and gutsy. Like, naughty that- and gutsy. Yeah. It was, well, I need to just tell you this. We were, we were doing the Ouija board and everyone was asleep. And we were uh, like, this was literally just a few months ago, like as a grown-ass adult. And (laughs) we said, like, give us a sign that you're here. And all of a sudden, my aunt, who was dead asleep upstairs, started screaming at the top of her lungs in her sleep. And so we went up there and she didn't recollect it at all. And then we went back downstairs. She started screaming again. We went back upstairs. She didn't know she was screaming. And then I had like a little Kuan Yin statuette that I carry with me everywhere. And I put it on her nightstand in the screaming stuff.
1: Wow. <laughs> That's one of those moments where you like, can't make this stuff up, man. No.
0: So we know it works. So that happened. But then also it started your awakening. So go ahead and continue. I it had did. to give it did. <laughs> to- <laughs> from It From that point, you know,
1: it, It got to a place where I was getting downloads, didn't, didn't have language for any of it. You know, don't want to age myself. It's always rough to say it happened before the internet, but it was before the internet. (laughs) I had no way to find out what was happening to me. It was actually really, really scary and very lonely. So it's like, you know, when people have those memes that I, I adore, I adore spiritual memes. When I see those things on IG or something, and it's like, people are like a spirit, what a spiritual awakening really feels like. And it's like someone totally freaking out that was me for sure, because I had no context. I didn't know who to talk to about it. And I just went about my day trying to do the best I could cut two after all the things at 18, when I graduated, I had this really strange cutoff where I was like, I'm going to be adulting now. And adulting for me means I'm not going to be doing this stuff anymore. And again, I didn't even call it spiritual back then. I didn't know what to call it. I just knew that mystical things were happening and I got downloads and I knew things and I was a medium and I had figured that out. But it wasn't until I had my son, my first child at 25, where even though I had pushed it away, it came back, mm. pushed it down again. So I had been denying it for a lot of years. And it was when I went to Kauai, actually in Hawaii, uh. that I finally, like I had been reading some, you know, really beautiful spiritual books by like Wayne Dyer. And just like, kind of, he was like my gateway to, to the light And I was like, okay, I'm really feeling this energy. And it just clicked out of nowhere on that, on that vacation where I was like, this, this is what I meant to do. I can figure this out. And so that led to one thing to another and getting the proper training and really understanding the language and educating myself in the way that I needed to. And it wasn't until seven, eight years ago now that I started conscious living PR after already being in publicity for well over a decade And
0: so you were already in PR and then you had, so that was kind of like work life. And then you had your spiritual life at home. And then was there a moment and you were like, I think I need to merge these.
1: I had always wondered when I would need to merge them partially because again, when I started conscious living PR, I was already a talent publicist and that's all I was doing. I wasn't doing anything in the conscious space mixed with PR And I had had a really great year of work, I kind of reached all my goals. And, you know, it's, it's that crazy mindset where it's like, it's never enough or you know, something's wrong, something's off. And I was meditating on the beach. And I was just asking my guides, like, please tell me, like, do I need to quit PR? Like, why don't I feel fulfilled? Why am I unhappy? And I got the download that I need to start conscious PR And I did, you don't get a download like that and not listen. And so that was the very first merging of spirit with my job PR. And then as, as you know, I later down the road merged everything I do with the conscious realm and I started conscious Hollywood just this year.
0: Okay. So if someone is on a career path and they're like having this double life of at home, they're doing all the spiritual work and they feel like, I feel like this is meant to come together. I feel like I'm meant to be in more like embodiment throughout my career. What kind of questions can they ask themselves or their guides to go deeper and to find how to take that next step in really integrating everything?
1: I think the first thing that you really need to ask yourself is what is your ultimate goal? What do you, what do you want? And in asking that question, people will realize sometimes they don't even know the answer. Right. And that's the first thing. I mean, it's the answer I'm going to give you is really similar to how we tell people to manifest, right? It's like, what do you want? What is it? And one of the main reasons I would say some people can't manifest is because they don't even know what they're focusing on or they're all over the place. And they, they're like, I have a generality and you need to be specific with energy. Right. So it's really just, what is it that I'm really looking to do with my life? What is it that I'm really looking to do in business? And where do I want to have that lead me? And then it breaks into like, I mean, I could talk to you for 15 different podcast episodes about just that, you know, yeah. where do you want to go after that?
0: Totally. And I feel like even a step further than that are in that same vein. It's like, what do you want for the world? And for you, it was that emergence of the Hollywood world with the conscious world. So it was like the vision that you had was even beyond yourself.
1: Absolutely. I did not go into publicity with as I've already explained with the conscious world or the spiritual world mind at all, right? It happened. And even throughout the eight years of doing conscious living PR, I had kept the talent side, the Hollywood side, it's always never know what to call it for people, you know, that side separate, even though I was bringing in my practice and being who I already am. So even when I had brought, you know, re re rebranded and brought my clients in under the conscious living umbrella, they were like, well, what's, what's really going to be different. I was like, to be completely honest with you, nothing, you know, it's a branding thing, but you're still getting a really mindful publicist that does all the things the way that I would be doing it. So it wasn't really that shift, but to be honest with you, Amberly, like it was really scary Mm -hmm. being someone who, you know, I, I came out during the pandemic as a psychic medium, which was so scary Mm -hmm. and I was like, you know what? The world might be ending. I don't know what's happening. Like, I'm just going to be truly me right now. And I knew that it was a time where people really needed spirit to ground themselves. And it was just the right time for me to come out and tell everybody. Other than that, there was just really choice people in my life that knew I was a psychic medium. So that was the first step. And then it was like, as that started to happen, I was like, okay, I'm literally integrating spirit into everything I do. So what's left? Let's do it on the Hollywood side.
0: Yes. Right. I, why, why not? So, so let's, I just want everyone to be like super clear on like what it is exactly that you do. So if someone was like, okay, I want to be involved somehow. I want to work with them. Or I want to hire them. Like what, what are you doing and who are you doing it for? That's a really good question because a lot of people
1: don't understand what publicity is because they don't usually have to, it's not an everyday thing. You know, you usually hear, if anybody hears about it, they do hear about it with like an actor having a publicist and they don't even know what that means. Yeah. So publicity varies depending on the industry that you're in. So there's that. But as a gist answer, basically when you hire a publicist, we are the ones that help you get into the public eye. Mm -hmm. That breaks down usually into the media. And then the media breaks down into broadcast, which is basically television, digital, online presence, podcasts, print media, magazines, newspapers, you know. So we're the ones that basically help you create your narrative, your backstory, your bio, who you really are for the public. We help figure out your images and your branding. And it kind of looks like marketing to a lot of people, but it's not. It's very specific and a lot of people tend to think that, oh, does that mean you do social media? And yes, we have that department, but it's not the same thing either. And so we're in charge of whether you have, let's say an author, we have a lot of authors. So let's say you have an author, we're in charge of getting that author into the public eye, getting their book out there to help it get sales. Mm -hmm. So we, we elevate someone, we make people experts through the work that we do. I mean, there's so many different ways to look at it. But basically, if you have a business and you are an expert in your business in some way, shape or form, a publicist
0: could potentially very much benefit you. Yes. And you might even get on Shock Girl Radio.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. And then with with actors, it's the same thing. You know, I have it's so funny because my kids friends have asked me like, what, I don't understand. What is it that you do? You know, we know you work with celebrities and what, you know, and it's like the, the funniest answer that I like to tell younger people is like, we get them famous, you know?
0: yeah, Yeah. Well, and like, (laughs) essentially like the way I see it too, it's like helping them create, it's like helping them take all the amazing things about them and project that on a plat on like their public platform so that they people can get a good idea of who they are and what they stand for right is that is that right absolutely I
1: mean that's why I was saying like it's it's hard to define because there's also the the difficult side of being a publicist is that there's so much gray area so like someone who's an agent or someone who's a manager or honestly someone's assistant like it bleeds into different things right. that you do as well. Yeah. So it, it depends on, you know, what level people are at and what they're doing. I mean, we have some people who have hardly any social media. They have a really great book. They're truly an expert in what they do and they make sense to have a publicist still. You yeah. know, it doesn't necessarily mean that you have to be an actor on one of the top TV shows on
0: television right now, you know? Right. Exactly. So how have you used all of your conscious work and all of your you know, skills as like a psychic medium to find success in your business? Like, what are some of the tools that you've used to make the success happen?
1: So I used to not understand that I was using my spiritual tools to do anything I was doing until it actually became something that was at the forefront of my consciousness, right? Mm -hmm. So for so many years of the beginning of my career, people would ask me, you know, Well, how do you know the answer to that? Like, why are you coming up with a strategy or, you know, why do you have this quote unquote gut feeling that I should do this magazine or shouldn't or whatever it is. And that's all I used to call it. I used to say, I have good intuition and I'm using my gut and that's what I would think. Mm -hmm. And then later on, I was like, okay, wait, like I'm actually listening to guides. I'm getting downloads. I understand how to read a situation. And, And now that I'm aware of it, you know, there'll be some meetings with a brand new client where, first of all, their guides will just come in and start talking to me and tell me what they're hoping they'll see them do or where they'll go. Oh, with it. Uh, are they,
0: are <laughs> you really
1: like are saying this and they're like, it depends on the client, but yeah, absolutely. Yeah. For some of them, I do, you That's know, it's awesome. the conscious world now, right. Not so much with the actors, but yeah. it depends, but you know, on the conscious side, especially when you have, you know, a yogi client or like you have your own psychic medium client, you're like, okay, we're going to rock. This is going to be a really interesting meeting, you know? Yeah. So, you know, Sometimes I'll get whispers where they're like, okay, this person needs to write a book, or this person, you know, has just recently taken a meeting with X, Y, and Z. And I'll tell them and they're like, How'd you know that? And I'm like, I heard it, you know. So it comes up sometimes very openly and I just tell them. Other times it's again, I'm getting the intuitive hit on what they need to do or where they need to go. And it's really been something that's guided me this entire time. But now I'm actually stepping into it and really owning it. And like you just said, do you tell them? And yeah, depending on the client, if that's what they want to do, that's what I'm here for. I feel like that's kind of the next chapter of where I'm going with a lot of this now that it's out Mm -hmm. because more people are coming to me because of that and saying, okay, this is kind of awesome. Like you already do PR and you know that, but you also do this. Can we merge it? That sounds exciting to me. So, oh, I love that.
0: That's so like psychic PR. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, so let's have a quick chat about luxury and spirituality. If you are listening to this, I am sure you enjoy the finer things in life, that you're super intentional, and that means you would love my jewelry brand, Prism, and know and every piece also comes with an intention setting ritual to infuse your own intentions into your jewelry to just create the best life. So go to prismlifestyle.co and use code chakra girl at checkout. So if someone is they they have a business and they're kind of following their intuition but sometimes they, I mean, I'm thinking of myself here. Sometimes I'm like, but this is going to make me money, even though it doesn't feel like a good idea. (laughs) And like, how do you like pull the reins back and like really like strengthen that intuitive trust so that you're not kind of like second guessing yourself in the minute. And then like going for those things that you know, aren't meant for you to like make a dollar.
1: I mean, that's, That's a tough question because it depends on the scenario and how I handle it. But for the most part, I, I know here's the thing. I want to back up when you talk about intuitive PR and psychic PR, Mm -hmm. like specifically, I want to say, we don't know all things, any psychic that tells you they know everything and they can predict the future and all the things I would like to go head to head with them and call them out all day long. That's not true. That's not how this works. Right. And so Obviously, as a psychic, you are dialed in, you know what you're allowed to know, what spirit's telling you, you're tuning into the frequency, you're getting all the information. And sometimes, and this is my whole long preface, sometimes you're not meant to know things, you're meant to make mistakes because you're still a human going on your journey, all the things, right? So I want to make sure that was said before I answer any of the other questions I answer because I don't ever want it to seem like, oh, well, I know the perfect thing to always say because I'm psychic and I'm downloaded, right? Yeah. So that was for the listeners. So, you know, breaking that down, I do my best to connect with my guides, to be grounded, to be a clear channel, to make sure that I heard on your, on your last podcast episode that you just aired, how your guest had said, Emily had said something about when you're really freaking out how you need to rest. And I was like, oh my gosh, yes, that is exactly it for me too. If I'm not rested and I'm run like running crazy ragged, which any businesswoman, let alone mom, like you know, whoever we are and what we're doing, we run ragged in this world so much. Yeah. It's so important to rest because when I'm rested and I'm clear, I'm a clear channel. And that's when I'm at my best and I'm able to, no matter what the client needs to do, I always tell them where they need to be for their highest good. Mm. So that was a really, really crazy circular circular answer for you. But hopefully that's like explaining where I'm where I'm at with that. You know, some sometimes, first of all, I will always tell the client the truth. Yeah. It's a hard thing to hear. Yeah. And because I owe them that and it's kind of, I hold myself in integrity because of spirit, you know? Yeah. So I reel them in by being like, this is where it's at. This is the truth.
0: Well, and I think with the resting, that is so key as well, because if you're in fight or flight, which to be honest, like happens to me often, and I have to like reel myself back, you literally energetically cannot manifest like it's impossible for something high vibration to come through and we get as entrepreneurs into this mindset of but i just got to finish this one thing or if i can just sit here and like hustle and like finish all these things on my to-do list then i will manifest and everything will be good but it's actually like the opposite. (laughs) Like if you just went and chilled out and took a break and calmed your nervous system and then went back and did the work, you would get it done the right way and it would feel good and it would be done the way that it's meant to be rather than this like forced hustle mode. 150,000
1: million percent. Yeah.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Okay. So a question I, I wanted to ask you too is about like breaking through glass ceilings. So you're always, you know, reaching new levels and doing new things. And you just did this big merge and there's like, you have like such a big vision for everything that you're doing when you're doing something like this to get to the next level. Is there any specific like inner healing work that you do? Or are there specific tools that you use to understand like, okay, I know that I'm at point. A, I want to get to point B, but I know in order to get there, I need to heal these specific things so that that can happen. Like, how do you know what you need to heal to get to the next level?
1: First of all, that's an amazing question. I love that question. I'd want everyone to answer that question. In some way. <laughs> it's like a really helpful thing to hear how people think. Yes, I do. Yeah. I think that, you know, as we get older, we have to learn lessons yeah. and you know, things happen to us and we can either learn from the lesson or deny it and repeat the mistake again, basically. Right. That's a huge part of what I think has been my inner healing. I have learned a lot of lessons and not only do you learn them and you understand what happened, but you also have to accept them. You have to accept your own mistakes. You can't blame others. Like, you know, you can't gaslight others. You can't gaslight yourself, all the things. So for me, it's been so many different facets of self-healing you know I have a spiritual therapist I have a shaman myself you know yeah. I I go and get energy healing at least once a month and then I do my own practices all the time and all of that is oftentimes for me centered on very specifically work and career it just yeah. that's where my life goes and yeah. so my my poor therapist she's like yeah. oh God, <laughs> can we talk about your mom please because <laughs> But, you know, it's it's really where I've put a lot of my work in. And I feel like until I got to the places where I could accept all my shit for where it was Mm -hmm. and, you know, I was not a great employer back then because I did A, B and C and I didn't have as happy of a team. And that was, you know, or I did not ever rest. I mean, Amberly, I went easily over a decade working with two young children and I did not, I, I think maybe I slept five hours a night at most. Oh I was goodness. waking up, working, grind, driving to LA and back. Like it, I don't live near LA and she was not here. I want to be out of it for yeah. reasons. Yeah. You know? so <laughs> it's like driving and being in traffic. And when you're in traffic, having to keep up with your emails, your texts, the phone calls, like it's a hard job being a talent publicist. And I. I was in the ego energy of it all because unfortunately it's an industry that is very much so pushed by ego and that's dissipating yeah. through the pandemic and, and you know, the yeah. awareness everybody's getting across, you know, the literally the globe, but I had to learn from all of those mistakes to get to where I am now. And by doing the practices of journaling gratitude practices, like I said, my therapist, my healer, all the things I can't even, it's, it's, I could write a whole book on that, right? All that work led me to a little baby step. It wasn't even like I'm healed now and everything's going to manifest and I'm going to have all these great, grandiose visions and I'm going to manifest everything that I wanted. It's like every year something new. And then sometimes you fall backwards because you didn't learn your lesson right or yeah. whatever, right? Nobody's perfect. And it's so easy for people to maybe see someone on the outside and say oh my gosh like look at what they've done and you know it, it's they're so lucky it came easy for them or they knew a secret or and it's like no
0: no, <laughs> no I faced my shadows that's it Yeah, <laughs> but I even find like for example like things from different areas of my life will bleed over into my business. So for example, if I'm being really bossy to my husband and not letting him be in his masculine and I'm in more in my masculine, then that'll show up in a certain way in my business and manifestations won't come because I'm not in my feminine in my business. Or it's like, I'm having, I don't know, like I mean, this doesn't really happen, but say I was say someone was having like drama with their girlfriends or something, and they realized that it was from some like old sister wound, and then that didn't let them move forward in their business because it meant that if they were going to reach that next level, they'd have to be connecting with other women and they were like subconsciously blocking it. So it's like all these different like areas of our life can like bleed into the business. That's why I would say like having a business is like the best spiritual healing you can do because it forces you to look at your shit because you can't get to that next level unless you look at it.
1: You really can't. It's, it's, you'll just go in circles or you're going to go backwards. It's
0: exactly. Yeah, exactly. So I want to talk a little bit more about Hollywood, but we know that there can be very dark energy. Some may even say demonic in some (laughs) Celebrity circles. We know not all celebrities are worshiping the devil, but I'm curious. How are you? I know, like, you are bringing more light to Hollywood. Um, how are you navigating and knowing who is truly of the light? And I, I'm just kind of also curious, like, what your take is on all of that, and if you've kind of like gone down those rabbit holes. <laughs>
1: I have gone down the rabbit hole. Isn't <laughs> that what 2020 was for? Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Weren't we all going down the rabbit hole? <laughs> if you were online, you went down the rabbit Okay. Yeah. So, Listen, there is dark in every industry. There is dark in every person there is dark, you know, it's, it's nothing's perfect. And you know, I've been asked since 2020 questions like this, or I've been asked like about the Illuminati and like all the things that people wonder about. And, you know, what I can say is I work with fantastic people Mm -hmm. who, since I've rebranded, especially into Conscious Hollywood, we are kind of like a club, not a cult people, but like a club, you know, we're like a group of people who are like, we're coming together, high vibing We are trying to bring light to the world and no, it doesn't even mean that I'm this crazy activist or like, oh my gosh, we're so woke or what that means. Like we're generally in my mind, the way I'm trying to lead this, this movement through my company is, Hey, let's just all be real. Let's all be good people who actually care for the highest good of ourselves and others. Yeah. And let's cut the crap. We don't need masculine toxicity anymore. We don't need feminine toxicity, which is the the ego and everybody against each other and the cattiness. I mean, some of my best friends are other publicists that are literally my competitors that I've gotten clients from. I've I've lost clients to, like, you know, and it's really not the business that, like, the conspiracy theorists have made it sound like, like that, you know? There's definitely some shady shades out there. And there's people that I, if I was approached, I'd never choose to work with, you know, yeah. and you had also asked the question of like, how do I know if someone's right or not? Yeah. That's a tough one because yes. I have worked with some people who I really regret working with. Mm. And I chalk that up to guess that one was a life lesson. I was supposed to learn to see the signs. I was, learn- I was supposed to learn to listen to the signs. And I have to say that sometimes even like looking at yourself and being like, was, was I being greedy? Did I just want the money or did I just want the power or, you know, it's yeah. again, take, look yeah. take
0: in the mirror. This is not about blaming other people. Oh, I am hundred percent done that too. It's like, I've ignored red flags because I wanted the money. And then it's like, oh, am I, the, then I'm the dark egoic person too. Yeah. Like I fed this, you know, yeah.
1: I don't think it would be fair for me not to call myself out on those things in the past, especially when you're young and you're trying so hard to make it in a very, very tough business. But the one thing I can say is I really did always have a thread of ethics always that I never let go of. I never was willing to lie to get ahead when I started out. I didn't start out working for a really big company the way a lot of other people do. And then just kind of jumping off and starting my own thing. I started on my own. And and that was why I knew, oh my gosh, I was led by spirit because I don't know how I did that. Yeah. But, you know, I, I never lied. I don't lie, cheat or steal. You know, I was always really, really honest with people in what I believed in. And I'm very much heart led in everything I do, especially yeah. business. Yeah. And I think that's what helped me. And even though I had made some choices, like, again, you said, you know, how do you know who to work with? And, you know, do you listen to the red flags? And I didn't know sometimes that those even were red flags, you yeah. know,
0: Totally. And then it's like, because you are leading from your heart, you're attracting the right people. But if you have that like slip of judgment and you're not leading from your heart, you're leading from your pocketbook, then you're attracting the wrong person. And that's in any, like that's really in any business, hundred percent. Absolutely. I mean, I think that
1: so many times you hear when, when you're studying uh, how to manifest and how to, how to really get what you want out of life. You don't follow the money, you know, you follow the dream, you follow what's making you feel good. What's that vibration that's lighting you up. And when you do that, that's where your career will follow in that, yes. In that path.
0: Yes, exactly. Oh, I just love it. Any okay. So then you just like became a shaman. Can we talk about when you just decided <laughs> to become a shaman? Like where did this come into play?
1: <laughs> I'm realizing I really am a true Gemini and during this conversation. Yeah. I went from this to that to that. So I never in my life, and, and I don't like to call myself a shaman. I say I do shamanic healing because okay. I am not indigenous in, in that in that right. world. And yeah. it's a very sacred word to me. And so okay. I am very careful about that. So again, I have to always put that out there energetically for myself. I have done uh, Peruvian training in shamanism and I was led to that because I was around a lot of loved ones who were going through a very, very dark time mentally. They had mental illness. I was surrounded by that in my life. My husband was going through a really, really tough time and among people that I, for their own privacy, I'm not going to name, but I was surrounded in it and I was getting to a place through my spiritual journey that I was like, Nothing's working. I'm not able to help. Like, what's happening? And I was in a uh, prayer circle at the top of the year one year, um, a New Year's New Year's Eve. I don't even remember if it was New Year's Eve, but something along the lines of. And I got the download again. Me and my downloads. I got the download that I needed to train as a shaman, mm-hmm. and that was crazy to me because I didn't even really understand what a shaman was. I didn't know if I had access to a shaman. I had to Google exactly what that meant. My sister was there at that prayer circle. I was like, hey, Mel, uh, got to Google something. Help me yeah. out here. And one thing led to another. And when things are meant to be, it happens pretty easily and it unfolds, right? And so I, I end up looking into um, shamans within my area, which again, I'm not even in LA. So it was I was like, okay, oh my gosh, I'm going to have to drive like five hours to find somebody if I'm lucky. <laughs> and I was like, I guess I'm going to Sedona. And I actually had a shamanic teacher like 20 minutes north of where I live, which is wild. Mm -hmm. And so I took an actor client's mom with me. How that happened, I'll never understand how (laughs) I just loved that little part of it because her and I had such a journey that night. And we went on a shamanic journey with this teacher and I loved it. I knew it was meant to be for me. It felt right. And that was the beginning of me training with her. And then she led me to her master shaman in Mount Shasta and his wife. And through that, you know, when, when you're ready, the teacher appears. Right. And so I, I was led to various other teachers and mentors and I trained. And what's really interesting about my experience with shamanism was that through learning these, these amazing healing modalities and tools that are grounded in such beautiful indigenous practices, I uncovered remembering being able to do it on my own and in my own way from my past Mm -hmm. lives. Yes. And so I was a little bit of the rebellious one in in our classes and in our groups because they, they trusted me because I already had experience as a medium and as a psychic. So they were like, okay, like she's not just like some wacko that's like figuring things out. Um, I was a Reiki master already. And so like, I had experience with things and I was like, okay, you guys are teaching it this way, but I'm seeing it this way. Yeah. like Go with what spirit's showing you, you know, and right? it was awesome. I had the perfect teachers for that. So as I was learning, um, I still have my shamanic altar. It's lit right now. Actually, you know, like, I still have my practices that I hold very, it's almost like in honor of what led me to where I am, but yeah. my, my my work is very much so personalized now. And I do my own kind of thing. Like, yeah. you know, I was taught that when you're doing a healing session with a client, you do the healing, you you let go of the energies they need to let go of and clear them, but you don't tell them what you saw because it can be triggering and y- yada, yada, yada. Mm. My guides are like, we'll tell you what you're allowed to say. We think you should talk to the client about yeah. it. Yeah. And so use your mediumship, use your psychic abilities, use the fact that you hear us and their guides and whatnot. And so in my sessions, we start by doing, you know, clearings of the chakra and balancing. And then I see, you know, negative energy cords, like all the different things that they might need in a session. I do sound healing. Sometimes there's very different kinds of things that I do that are not like anything that I've been able to see before, but I know I've done it before and it feels really right to me. And then after we do their clearing we have a conversation, quite honestly, I feel like that's where so much of the medicine sits. Mm-hmm.
0: I know. I feel well, and I feel like that's so true, even when I attend a healing session, because you do need to get that mental side of it because your vibration is created by your thoughts. Like your thoughts become your emotions, which become yes. your frequency. So if you're just doing the frequency work, but you're thoughts and your mind is still working in the same way it was before the session with the same thoughts, then you're just kind of recreating the same problem.
1: I completely agree. And, you know, I was doing a session yesterday with someone and I had told her the same thing. I said, you know, I could tell it was something that she was uncomfortable having brought up, Mm -hmm. but my guides were like, bring it up. She needs to be aware that you see this and that you're clearing this and it's going to help her, you know? So I brought it up and, you know, it took her a second, but then she was like, okay. Like, yeah. All right. You see it. Let's talk about it. You know? Mm -hmm. And I told her, I said, you know, the brain is this, the ultimate vessel for Mm -hmm. us humans. And the brain is what's connecting us to all the energies, all the frequencies, in my opinion. And, you know, once you put that together with the frequencies that you're either trying to bring to you or clear from you, I feel like that's where the magic really happens. Mm -hmm. And so I feel like having those conversations is a huge part of the session. And so that's kind of what I've created as part of what I do with my healing work.
0: Well, and I love that because I'm very, I'm an Aquarius, like total rebel don't like rules, don't like structures. Like, and I'm the same way. Like I feel that everyone has different healing, healing capabilities that they've learned in their previous incarnations. And to put that into a textbook, that's supposed to be, you know, the way of healing is kind of impossible because everyone has their own unique gifts. So yeah, I love that. You're just like, I did it my way.
1: (laughs) (laughs) I didn't know any other way. You know, I, when I was learning, I was literally hearing what they were saying. But I was interpreting it a completely different way. Mm -hmm. And so I don't think if I was even supposed to mimic what I was learning, I don't even know if I could have. It just wasn't happening for me. Yeah. Yeah.
0: So magical. So (laughs) she's a healer. She's a publicist. She's a talent agent. She's a mother. She's a wife. She is everything (laughs) for everyone. This has been it. so <laughs> fun. I, I I could talk to you all freaking day, but unfortunately I'm going to have to let you go live your life now, <laughs> but can you tell everyone where they can find you and can people just book sessions with you or how does that all work? So people can find me
1: at healing with Mona. If they're interested in any of that side of it on the personal side Uh, we have at conscious living, uh, wait, what is it? Conscious living PR is our Instagram. I should even remember it. I should know it by heart. (laughs) And then at CHPR team is the conscious Hollywood Instagram. So you guys can find us through the businesses there and then www.consciouslivingpr.com. And then as far as sessions go, I don't have a lot of openings for that. It is a little bit more of a closed sort of thing that I do just because I am a publicist person most. So if anybody's interested, reach out to me and we can talk. And if, you know, it feels like it's right, we can come up with something. And if not, I'm always happy to refer amazing, amazing people I know. So if anyone feels called to reach out, I definitely don't want to stop them from reaching out. I'd love to hear from anybody.
0: Amazing. Well, we will link you guys to all things Mona, all things conscious living PR and make sure to check everything out. Mona, thank you again so much. This was so lovely. I just love your Leo rising (laughs) bubbly energy. (laughs) And everyone, thank you so much for listening and we will catch you guys next week. Bye everybody. Thank you so much for listening. Make sure to follow along with us on Instagram at Shocker Girl Co. And if you loved this episode, please give us a five-star review and write us a little comment. We'd love to hear from you.